we're back. Welcome back to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. I'm Boutique Paul. And I am Daddy Master Senpai. And today we've got a fun episode for you guys. Mm-hmm. We went and uh, did some uh, film indulging. Yeah, uh, this is an episode all about John Wick. <laughs> because we neither of us have seen those movies and we have access to them. So we figured, oh, why not? Let's do mm-hmm. something fun for this one. You know, we've been hitting you guys with the information heavy stuff. So, I mean, we've got the bonus episodes too, but that's, you know. We figured we'd do like a fun regular episode. Mm-hmm, definitely. One to relax and unwind to. So, yeah. I mean, basically, we went and we we binged all three uh, John Wick movies. You know, I mean, we re- we really watched uh, two of them in one day, the third, the other, because we kept uh, <laughs> we kept interrupting it and stretching out our allotted time. Well, yeah, we had to we had to pause because the mm-hmm. merch dropped. Mm-hmm. so we had to like take care of all that i'd upload the new bonus episode share the link to the merch shout out to anybody who's bought the merch so far you are mm-hmm. very much appreciated oh yeah first time purchasers yeah it's definitely uh we we are going to be adding more to that and mm-hmm. hopefully have more fun things for you guys but yeah um you know i don't even know how i came up with this episode I don't I know why. Just, I, I don't know why I picked John Wick specifically. I was just like, let's watch something. John Wick. It just kind of it sprang out. It was. I mean, it was definitely something that's like, hmm, I bet. Well, I haven't watched this. I bet he hasn't watched these. Like, it, it just seemed like a good idea. It kind of came out of nowhere. Definitely. But yeah, you know, these are movies that I didn't intentionally avoid. I just sort of happened to not see them, mm. and I was like, you know what? I'll give them a shot. I mean, they they. Seem to be really successful critically and commercially, and anybody I've ever come across who's seen him likes him. So figured, why not? Let's see what the hype is about. Mm-hmm. And it's it, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost like good that we that like neither of us did watch it because it's like now you get to experience like the the three part story all in one go. You know, no cliffhanger, no sitting there anticipating. Nah, when's the next one? Like, well, now we gotta wait for four. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wish you didn't tell me that that got greenlit. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's also supposed to be a spinoff, too. And they're also like in talks to do a series. All right. Well, like, a, d- like a prequel series called The Continental. <laughs> OK, Like we don't need to beat every concept to death. Just <laughs> the, like the second it seems profitable. <laughs> that movie did good. All right. We need we need a TV series. We need spinoff movies. We need the album. <laughs> well, they did a comic book. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, now nah, I got to read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it, the first film came out in 2013. So it's it's like years later, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, I don't know. Not everything has to be a massive franchise. No, because not everything has the depth to be a massive franchise. You know, I and think. They, well, fortunately, this one created enough. There's enough mystery behind it to where it's mm-hmm. like, man, there's so many things we you know have answered, but it's just focused on one guy. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> that's my problem with it. Is like, at, at what point do you have like 87 movies and 16 seasons of 42 shows, like? all about this one dude and like, yeah. there's not enough time in his life to have all of this what is going on right it's like you know <laughs> man like who who else you know has this mm-hmm. kind of story james bond <laughs> <laughs> and he's already got infinite movies <laughs> yeah i think i think the, the newest one coming out is like the 25th or something like that jesus christ That's you know they're lot. gonna keep they're probably gonna keep doing mission impossible movies too oh definitely great <laughs> if you guys heard that that was a truck <laughs> we could watch mission impossible next no that's all, like what was it pretty like, sure all six of them are on there nope uh-uh. <laughs> i'm sorry tom cruise no <laughs> oh man so yeah you know i didn't know what to expect going in watching this i just knew it was an action movie mm-hmm. and like the basic premise was like 
they killed his dog and he went crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that's not quite the case. It's, that is like <laughs> overly simplified, but like, I mean, it's still sort of true. Yeah. You know, they, I almost didn't like how they like brought up that concept in like the following movies. All this over a fucking dog is like, yeah, it's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, once you understand, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, going into it, I kind of just expected, you know, like, guns the movie, and that's pretty much what we got. You know what I like? It wasn't explosions the movie. Guns yes. was fine because yes. it's like, the. <laughs> I think it was just the way the guns were used. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the generic it's gunplay that you find in all these movies. Yeah, it's it's not the dude with his arms fully extended carrying a pistol, you know, like sweeping through hallways like corner to corner and all that. And like the the car scenes, anytime a car, you know, like got knocked off of something or got shot a bunch of times, it didn't just instantly explode. Like, yeah. Cars don't do that. <laughs> Let me fire a few into the engine and bang. It's done. Like corner well, to the a, TNT uh, went off. Well, it was a car that was pushed off the road and like fell and hit the ground. Mm-hmm. It didn't explode, it just fell. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Oh, you mean how crashes really work? Yeah. (laughs) Just instant fall explosion everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big, huge bomb. It's like, dude, cars don't even explode like that. Would you like make them explode? It's like, you know, grenades in movies, they make that big explosion. Mm -hmm. It's literally like a a pop in real life. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you're kind of messed up if you're near one. But it's not like this huge, massive, oh, I'm being blown away. No, it doesn't just it it doesn't instantly uh, like disintegrate the nearby bodies like i saw a frag grenade go off one time for real oh wow that was like <laughs> that, was, that was scary because like i had heard all this crazy shit and i've seen all these fucking movies but it's like nah you're far enough away you're fine <laughs> it's, a- it's just like they're not hanging here a few things go take <laughs> they're not as dangerous as, as movies make them seem they gotta make everything seem so extra well i was i'm looking up and it says uh the, specifically says the movie uses fight choreography and gun foo techniques mm-hmm and I was like, gun foo? Like, hold on. <laughs> what? I thought it was just like a joke. That's something you see in comics or in like TV shows. But no, apparently it's real. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, you, you know, someone was like, let's mix kung fu and guns. That's mm-hmm. it's going to be practical at some point. I mean, the first time I saw him using like judo with a pistol, I was like, that's kind of like it, it's obviously to me, it looks like it's overblown for the theatrics. Cause like you could have just shot that guy from the five feet away from him. You were instead of jumping into him, tackling him, rolling around on the ground, and then shoot him in the face. Yeah. But it's, it was still amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the choreography alone was like it was amazing the way mm-hmm. they did it. And I think one of the highlights I liked about it was, I mean, just over in the trilogy in general, is there was an emphasis on actual filmmaking and not just like just point and shoot. The mm-hmm. action's happening. You know, it's, you know, there wasn't the, you know, schizophrenic multicam, shaky cam, all this stuff that's sensory overload. It was like well choreographed scenes where the, the camera movement is, is very linear for the most part. It yeah, wasn't angle it was, after it was angle. Pretty, pretty there were wide shots. They were moving along. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of a, uh, do you ever see Old Boy? No. Oh, you got to see that. That's great. Mm-hmm. The original Korean one. Uh, there's a fight scene that takes place in like a hallway and it's just a it's a tracking shot back and forth of him, like taking on like dozens of dudes with a hammer. God, that's <laughs> great. But yeah, the, the, the long linear shots were fantastic. I also I I absolutely loved the uh, the reloads. 
in the in the in the film every time he had to reload his gun because like they didn't <laughs> yeah. like they didn't like do it off camera or like like break some some uh some like immersion for it it's like he runs out in the middle of a fight he sits there reloads real quick and then continues to shoot like <laughs> yeah that was great it added some realism to I it i also like the there was something really great about the lighting throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Just the light and color was just perfect. Like it set the tone, especially when he's in like certain places, like each setting had its own like color scheme. And you know, like, like when he gets to the continental hotel, it's mm. like, it looks like a legit hotel, but it's just, everyone's an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Oh, Hey John, good to see you again. <laughs> nice to see you back, man. It's been a long time. I also, uh, I don't like it. It kind of threw me for a loop where it starts off, you know, the fact that like his wife died and I was like, Oh, okay. And then she sends him a puppy as like a final gift. I was like, oh, this is why it's mm-hmm. really bad. And then, you know, he comes along the Russian dude with his nice car. He's like, how much for the car? He's like, nah, for sale. He's <laughs> like, everything has a price, bitch, in well, Russian. Well, no, that's what he says it in Russian. And then in res- he, he responds in Russian, not this bitch. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and what's funny is, I don't know if like they write villains to be that stupid, but it's like, if someone just like fires off fluent Russian back at me, I would be like, who's this dude? <laughs> <laughs> like you look American, you were speaking English. How is your Russian that good? Hmm. Something don't add up here. And then, you know, it's the typical, typical, you know, <laughs> bratty kid of, you know, crime Lord mm. decides he wants, he wants his new toy. So they break into his house, beat him up. Kill his dog and steal his car. But like, okay, here's my problem with that. And like every one of these movies, it's like you you say something like that to oh, how much for the car? And dude's like, not for sale. Why isn't your your first response to that? Okay, where'd you buy it? Like, you clearly <laughs> have shitloads of money. Why and you want to buy this at an overinflated price, you know, because that's what's gonna take for somebody to part with something, but like cars aren't unique. You know, the problem <laughs> is they always have the mentality, I get what I want, and mm-hmm. I want that exact mm-hmm. thing. You know, and um, I also like the response to finding the dog because it was like he didn't even have time to get attached because it's literally like he had the dog for a day and this happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just literally a few days after his wife died. And I like when they go to they go to the chop shop, which is uh, run by John Leguizamo, (laughs) (laughs) because who doesn't love who doesn't love seeing him in movies? Mm -hmm. And they come. He's like, hey, I got another car for you. He's like, where'd you get that car? (laughs) He just knows. He's like. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I stole from some dude. He's like, oh yeah, did you? He's like, uh, did you kill him? He's like, nah, but we fucked his dog up. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then punches him. He's like, what the hell, dude? And they're like acting all the time. He's like, you know whose car that is? He's <laughs> like, that's John Wick's car. <laughs> you know his dad's not gonna be happy about this, and you know what his dad likes? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> and then um, and then also, I, I like the shot of him going into like his basement or whatever and like taking a hammer mm-hmm. to his floor to reveal like all his stuff from his previous life. It was like, man, that took a lot of effort. Like you sealed it up in the floor with concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> but yeah. And, uh, and, and it's it is part of it, it's it's shot. It's like shown in montage format where like, you know, it's kind of cutting in between because John Leguizamo's character calls. Uh, no, the uh, I forget it's- his name. The, the 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 you're talking about the scene that that plays concurrently with uh, Keanu Reeves digging out his old stuff, right? Yeah, because that's that's the scene where uh, the the mob kid's dad, I forget his name, was explaining to him the story yeah, of John uh, Wick. Aurelio. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Is the shop owner? 
Oh, Vigo Tarazov is the. Uh, he's part of the Russian crime syndicate and it's, mm. and it's his son, Yosef, who did it. And Vigo calls him. He's like, so you struck my son. He's like, see, pretty much like he stole John Wick's car and killed his puppy. <laughs> and Vigo's just like, oh, <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Why'd you hit my kid? He he stole some shit from John Wick and killed his dog. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for calling. <laughs> yeah, so then he... <coughs> sorry about that. So then his, he finds his son, and then he he kind of greets him. And he's like, oh, here's a drink. And then after he drinks it, he like, punches him in the stomach. He's just like, what's going on? He's like, you know who you stole from, right? He's well, like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's kind of ambiguous why he's enraged. He's like, wow, why are you mad? Like, I only stole some dude's car and killed a dog. Like, what's the big deal? And then he's like, it's not what you did. It's who you did it to. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a car or a dog. That was John Wick. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he, it's like we call them Baba Yaga, which is boogeyman mm-hmm. for those who aren't up on that <laughs> he's like he's like one time he killed three guys on a bar with a pencil <laughs> which is brought up which is brought up a like a couple times this is mm-hmm. a funny joke but my first thought was like a pencil i would probably be fearing for my life if i heard that like wait i'm sorry he did what but the 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 big thing about it is is three people one pencil <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> you do the math you're like wait that pencil on, what distance <laughs> makes you think did he keep that pencil <laughs> Shit, I would have <laughs> all blood soaked and nasty. And then, of course, you know he uh, he pretty much gives him warnings. Like he's like, "You might die mm-hmm. <laughs> because of this." So he sends a, a team to his house to to, to, to try to, to take try care to assassinate of him. him. And then, in John Wick fashion, kills all twelve dudes. Mm-hmm. No problem. <laughs> Ices every single one. Yeah, and that's a oh, it's so great how he does it too. And oh, keep in mind, he's also been retired for like five years. Mm-hmm. So the fact he's like, "All right, guess a minute again." I like when uh, he takes care of everybody and uh, his cop buddy shows up. Oh, like, yeah. He's noise complaints. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you working again? Because <laughs> it's like, he was like, obviously, he, he know he, they have some sort of connection. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, I don't know. What did he say? He's, he's like, something like, along the lines like of, no, I'm just like tying up loose ends. Yeah, he's like, I'm tying like up loose He's like, okay. <laughs> and then he just leaves. <laughs> And which, if you see some shit like that, that's how you should respond. Like, if I knock on someone's, I don't care if I'm delivering pizza. I knock on somebody's door, they open it up, I see a bunch of bodies, you'd be like, here's your pizza, have a nice day, see ya. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with it. And then, you know, he realizes he's gotta, uh, gotta get back to it. So, what does he do? He suits up. Mm-hmm. Which, that's the that's the best thing, is when he gets all clean and stuff, I was like, I don't know if I'd be more upset about dying by his hand or the fact that he's just like looking fabulous doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice suit, hair slicked back. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> he shoots you in the chest a couple times. Hold up, you just kill me and you're fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my final words would be like, how dare you? I'd be like, what's the thread count, bro? <laughs> Where'd you get that blazer? 2000. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> Is it Egyptian cotton? <laughs> Yeah, and then there's the whole movie is literally just him going after Vigo, and, or he's going after Yosef. He doesn't really have a problem with Vigo. And yeah, he goes through, and we get to see a really interesting world that he comes from because of the whole thing with the Continental Hotel. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, they have this really interesting set of rules. They have their own currency, too, which are these weird gold coins. But they go, it's like, no business can be done at the hotel. Every, it's supposed to be safe there. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. It shows that they have, like, like they have a code yeah it shows that they have respect <laughs> and honor 
you know, you can't just walk up in there and start capping people because you know everyone's going to be there. Right. That's I mean, like a. It's also say, enforced by like literally every assassin they have because it's like, oh, you killed someone. There's a price on your head. You're in a building full of assassins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, hey, John, good to see you again. I didn't know you were back to work. And he's mm-hmm. he's just looking like I'm not. This is something different. <laughs> we also get to meet Winston, who's a manager of this uh, of this Continental Hotel, who's been doing it forever. And mm-hmm. we also get like the coolest concierge ever, who's just like super chill and down or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, you need anything? Just let me know. <laughs> it's great. But yeah. And then uh, I don't know, just like all that action that takes place is great because it's not, it's not generic action. They also kind of show it's like, he's one of those rare action heroes. It's like, they show he's not invincible and mm-hmm. he does have some kind of like lucky streaks. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, when, when, um, when his buddies end up covering him in the first film. Oh yeah. Cause he was about to die like two or three times. And oh yeah. Well, yeah Cause, um, cause uh, Vigo puts a, pri- he, he puts a bounty on his head. And it's an open contract, and he goes to this dude, Marcus, played by Willem Dafoe, who's, mm-hmm. you know, of course, why not put an amazing actor in that role? And he's like, because he's asking, he's like, would you kill John Wick? Because, you know, they're friends. He's like, $2 million? Sure, I'll do it. What's the contract? He's like, is it exclusive? He's like, no, it's open. He's like, okay. And then you find out his intention was not to kill him. He, he goes, with, does some sniper action and saves his life on more mm. than one occasion. <clears throat> that was That was fantastic. Shows that that man values uh, his friendship more than that money. I mean, it ends up costing him his life in the end, but. Yeah, that's true. I mean, (laughs) it's like, I guess, do what you got to do for your buddies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a friendship is the thing you can take from that. It's a good moral, good moral things about friendship that you can learn from that. I I did love in the end of, well, not the end, but like almost all the way through that film when he finally catches uh Vigo or whatever his name is. And yeah. like, and he gets him like, he's ready to fucking blow his shit out. <laughs> he's like, you were your kid. Basically. He's like, fuck dude. All right. I'll give you my kid. It's like, wow, this dude is so ready to just be like, yeah, kill my son. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, it's his fault. Anyways, it's a little brat. <laughs> you'll spoil like, rich kids. They don't care. They think they're untouchable. And then, you know, Oh, the best part is when he uh, he decides to double the award for anybody willing to break the rules in the Continental and mm-hmm. then enter Miss Perkins, who is a lady assassin who's like, all right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then attacks him in his room. And then, you know, he wins and subdues her. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, spy stuff happens and she breaks out of whatever uh, she was in. What handcuffs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she like this snapped her thumb. thumb out of place and then just like. Took herself out of handcuffs. I was like, that looks pretty painful. <laughs> and kills the poor dude who was just like, he wasn't about to kill her. He was just like, yeah, uh, room service will find you in the morning. And was about to leave. And she fucking iced him. I was like, why? And, and then she says, don't worry, room service will find Or was it housekeeping? Room I don't service, remember what it is. Oh, okay. He's like, they'll find you in the morning. I was like, I'll flip the, flip the <laughs> words on him. Since he's dead, <sighs> this dude got killed just because he like tied you up a little bit. Like, fuck. <laughs> I did like how they finished her off, though. The fucking four way shot when they had her in the in the oh yeah role. well because she broke the rules so mm-hmm. they're like your uh, your membership is terminated so are you <laughs> <laughs> bolts oh. from four, north south east and west oh my god 
Uh, I like when the because um, for some reason there's like really weird spots in this hotel. There's like a lounge, like a jazz lounge area. Mm-hmm. But then you go, there's like a nightclub where Yosef's chilling in a hot tub with ladies. Mm-hmm. And then he like goes there and finds them. Well, but before that, that, was, <laughs> that was another level because the, that was the like the grotto at the, at the basement. Above that was the actual nightclub where like everybody's dancing and going ham. And stuff. oh, yeah. yeah. Or was that that wasn't in the that wasn't in the um continental. That wasn't in the continental. The. It was no because people were it dying wasn't? in it, and nobody gets killed in the Continental. Oh, that's right. You can't do business in the Continental. Yeah, that was at some other club. Okay, but even so, like outside of those two, like the the Continental still has some weird ass shit going on. <laughs> I just like how the dude's like, like Yosef's like, I'm not scared, and then he comes in and he's like freaking out, running away in a towel mm. in the club. <laughs> he gets out of the hot tub, and, like bolts <laughs> off. It's like thought you weren't scared, dude. That man can portray panic better than anybody else I have ever seen. I don't care who you who you put like next to him. That dude does scared so well. Oh, just sheer terror emanates from that man. Yeah, and then you know, eventually he finds Yosef, kills him. Mm-hmm. Then goes to Vigo. Uh, what was it? Uh, Vigo uh, got his hands on Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, after, yeah. He, uh, he, he takes Marcus and then uh, kills him killing him. It. Actually, he kind of like he, he tries to do the oh, I'm going to kill you slower. I'm going to kill you how I want. And then Marcus is like, nah, like no, I, li- I, I do live it on my, my life my way. I die on my own terms. <laughs> Breaks out and forces them to shoot him a bunch. But yeah, that's always great when they do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, go out your own. I'm going out myself. <laughs> I honestly, for a second, I was kind of hoping he was going to like fight his way out of the situation, kill everybody and be like, see, so, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that have been too, uh, too, too, too cherry on top right there. That have been too perfect. You know, like implausibly good. He had to die in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's just too bad. It's Willem Dafoe. It's like I never wanted him to die. Mm-mm. You know, I'm surprised they didn't cast Sean Bean in this movie. He'd have died in the first five minutes. Exactly. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> I think we didn't watch the entire thing, but I think we started watching a James Bond movie where he died literally in the first five minutes. God damn it. <laughs> you know, it's side note, I always want to pronounce his name Sean Bond. Sean Bond. Because <laughs> I saw this funny meme. It says, how does pony and baloney rhyme, but Sean Bean doesn't? Because mm-hmm. baloney spelled B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Yep. <laughs> pony and baloney. Uh, some people like Sean saying, Bon or Sheen Bean? <laughs> some people like saying Sean Bean, and I'm just like, nah, Sean Bon. Um, yeah, is there, yeah, that's pretty much what happens in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I mean... Let's see. Well, no, there's a fight with Vigo at the end because Vigo's trying to like escape and he's like, oh, yeah. not happening. Catch, catches him on the runway. And they give him like, a no guns. <laughs> for the inconvenience of what happened with him earlier. I think it was because of Miss Perkins. They give him a brand new car because the concierge dude was like, because uh, I can never remember his name. He's like, uh, oh, for your troubles here. They just walks out with this really nice car. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Instantly trashes it. <laughs> yeah, instantly trashes it. It's also funny because um, Winston tells me he's like, you know, he's like, I, I I can't tell you that a certain somebody is headed to a helicopter right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, he goes, and I like it because there's this whole thing with the car and you know guns and everything. But when he gets to Vigo, by the end of it, they're just like no guns. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what what it, what it is with the characters they write in. Like, let's have a fist fight at the end of it. Prove real men. I think it's like the satisfaction of killing someone with your bare hands. <laughs> Me, power in his shoes. Dude's like, no guns. I'm like, okay. 
pow, pow, two to the chest. Yeah, fuck, you think no guns? Uh-uh, I'm sick of this. <laughs> and then, you know, he's obviously way too injured at this point. And then mm-hmm. the, <laughs> one of the last things he does is he goes to a dog shelter to, like, patch himself up. And he sees a, a pit bull who's scheduled to be euthanized. And he just, like, rescues him. Mm-hmm. So he ends up getting the, a dog in the end. That was a great way to, like, end that movie. You know, he's got he's got new old pupper. And he's... About to try to do whatever it is he's going <clears> to <throat> walk off into the sunset and do. but Oh, this is just like the perfect role for Keanu Reeves. He gets to show that he's an animal lover, incredibly deadly, and like incredibly yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like he gets <clears throat> typecast in this role where it's like he's unst- he's an unstoppable force of nature. Yeah. I don't know why that it was like casting his Neo in the Matrix set him like if he's in the movie, he's just. It's almost like he's beyond Chuck Norris at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. And just uh, the fact that he's like, he still looks like he did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. He's immortal. Yeah, he's 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 an immortal vampire. We're on to you, Keanu. He's lived lived thousands of years with Tommy Wiseau by his side. (laughs) He's immortal, too. (laughs) Tommy Wiseau is the Igor to his Dracula. <laughs> you know, see, Tommy Wiseau is probably that he's that kind of ancient where he he knows the forbidden stuff. He's not allowed to teach anybody, but has to be alive for like balance issues. Mm-hmm. But he's just weird and just creepy. He wants to make underwear lines. And- yeah. <laughs> Come on, you know Tommy, he's in his sixties. I believe it. He looks to be in his eighties. But he looks like frozen in time. Like mm-hmm. he's been that old since birth. He came out a wrinkled old man. <laughs> also, I just wonder, it's like. How would Keanu fare in like a real fight? I feel like he's been in enough movies where it's like he's probably is dangerous in really life. Like <laughs> that's that's always a question I've had when I see action films, because like when when they do the, the choreographed scenes <clears throat> where like obviously they have to know a little bit about martial arts to be able to do whatever they're trying to do. But outside from outside of the situations where they're using stunt doubles, you had to have picked up something. I mean, a lot of a lot of actors or method actors, they'll be like, oh, this character knows this. I'm going to go learn judo real quick or whatever, just to really portray an honest depiction of that character. So there's probably a lot of actors out there who could like throw hands quite well. I mean, there's plenty of them who are actual martial artists like Mm -hmm. uh, Wesley Snipes, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jason Statham one. He might be. I don't know. He's done enough action movies where it's like that. The movies are his training. <laughs> <laughs> you walk up on John uh, John Statham in a dark alley and he starts patting his Did knees. Did you say John ready. Statham? Did I say John Statham? Jason <laughs> yeah. Statham? I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking about John Wick. Yeah. But anyways, Jason Statham, you walk up on him in a dark alley, he starts patting his knees and getting into like stance and stuff. It's like, you know, I don't know if he really knows this, but I'm not going to fuck around and find out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. And I just like... uh. Yeah, just the choreography and the way he handled everything. Mm-hmm. It's really, I've always appreciated the capacity that actors can put themselves in the mindset to learn things. Even if they haven't been doing it years, just learn things good enough to where it's like they almost seem like they're an expert. Mm-hmm. Like with anything. It's like when, it's like all the things you hear about Margot Robbie, like learning to do all her own stunts. Cause it's like, it's kind of impressive the things that she does. Like after seeing Birds of Prey, it's like, I wouldn't want to mess with her either. <laughs> like, I still haven't seen Birds of Prey. I really need to. You know, it's uh, it's pretty decent. It's definitely, it was definitely better for her character. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they don't ruin black mask as black mask as much as you assumed they were going to. Oh, interesting. He does. He does put on the mask by the end of it. Ah, yes. Okay. (laughs) That was my whole thing. Yeah, I'll give you that. He does. He does. uh, He does put on the mask. Mm -hmm. How are you going to call somebody black mask? Credit them as black mask, and then they not put on the mask. That was my fear. I was like, I fucking can't. It's like he does it when he has to actually like mm-hmm. jump into action. Okay. But yeah, it's just like, you know, and also his, his gunplay in the movie, the fact that like all his, like the way he handled the gun that like, you know, I've heard is actually like he actually is handling it properly in the ways he's supposed to. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure they had like, uh, like, uh, military personnel on staff and like showing them how how to do each scene or whatever just professionals in whatever uh form of combat in gun fu <laughs> yes gun fu that's just so amazing <laughs> but i don't know it's because that's 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 something that really caught my eye at the beginning because in like the generic action films where you can tell that nobody knows a goddamn thing about like holding a, holding a weapon um they always hold the pistol like as far out as possible and it's like I don't think I've seen anybody like properly shoot a pistol and take that stance. At least John Wick. (laughs) At least definitely not in like close quarters combat. They always do that like closer to their chest. It's like it's. I feel like it's it's better for accuracy in general. You know. Oh, because you have an actual. It's like when you catch a football and you catch it. Well, I mean, more so because like you're almost looking looking down at like because you're you're using the iron sights like you would a rifle. You know. Yeah. You don't hold a rifle away from your chest. And try to line it up out like at arms range. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad he didn't do the sideways gun thing Jesus ever. <laughs> Kill shot. <laughs> uh, I think that would have pushed me over the edge. But come on now. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That shit is retarded. Oh man. Oh, I think it's about that time for a water break. Yeah. So yeah, you guys know what to do. Best part of the show. And so we're back with more guns. We're back. (laughs) <laughs> with more guns <laughs> <laughs> with more guns and mayhem we're talking about john wick yeah i like i like how the first one ended because mm-hmm. he just has a dog he's like let's go home <laughs> yeah which is it's just typical like it's it's open-ended enough it's like you could come back but he's just like let's go home you don't know what's happened after and then we go to two yeah, I, I I kind of forget how two opens up. Did it like did it open up with uh with the guy immediately making the offer or no? Because wasn't it doing like a like a, a cut between two scenes that were playing concurrently? Wasn't like uh because it led up to the dude sliding him the coin at the beginning while he was also doing other stuff. No, I that remember. wasn't. I think it was. I'm pretty sure we just watched this yesterday. I don't even know how I forgot about uh-huh. this. Maybe it was just because like all that much John Wick in one day mm-hmm. it was it was too much. It was too much Keanu. Overloaded my brains. But it was because no, he had gone home. No, he he got home. He was like feeding the dog. I don't remember if he took a shower or not. And then I think that's when he got like a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And then there was a dude coming in like, hey, uh, Need to talk. All this goes in, sits down. Oh no, no, that's not what it was. He goes what and gets his it? car. 
Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Goes, he goes and gets his car. Vigo's brother has his car. Mm-hmm. And then when he hears John Wick is coming, he's like, he's like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not good because he's talking to another person. He's like, he he tried to kill him. The dude finished his. Yeah, kill people with three pe- three people with a pencil. I know. I've heard it before. <laughs> it's like what you heard like, is a watered down retelling. <laughs> it's like it was a pencil. <laughs> he killed he killed my nephew and my brother for a dog and a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the car. <laughs> so of course he goes, kills a bunch of men, trying to look for his car, mm. and then he goes, it goes to the uh oh, Abram is his name. He goes and he's like, Where's my he's pretty much like, Where's my car? <laughs> and then he goes and then like they send people after him and he destroys his car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in perfect John fashion. He brings it home and calls uh, Aurelio. And he's like, dude, what did you do? He's like, can you fix it? And he's like, he's like, you need this. This is broken. This is done. He's like, so what do you how think? Long? Oh, it'll be done in uh, February. No, twenty thirty three or some shit like that. Uh, he um, because he's like, yeah, I can fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, he was like, what? He said it was a Christmas twenty thirty three or something. Like it was. <laughs> Yeah, be like Christmas twenty thirty three. He just takes it, and then that's when um, that's when that's when the real plot actually that's kicks when in. We're right introduced after. to the big bad. Allow me to look up his name while you guys wait patiently. <laughs> but yeah, so he comes in, you know, he sits down and he's 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 talking to him about you know like repaying a debt and slides him this ominous looking coin. And like like it opens up and you can see like John Wick's fingerprint or thumbprint is in there, like signed in blood. He's like, I'm owed, blah, blah, blah. The night of oh, your impossible Santino task. Oh, Santino D'Antonio. Yeah, he's like, the night of your impossible task, you would not have completed it without my help, blah, blah, blah. You need to help me out and do this. Oh, yeah, because he has the, um, because he has a, what is called a marker. Mm-hmm. Like, if you basically do a favor to somebody, you take a blood oath. Like, it, it's got two, uh, I'm assuming there are parchment paper in there or something like that. I don't know. There's two, there's two, like. It's, spots for slots it's like you you stamp your blood and that person holds it and they can pretty much call on you anytime mm-hmm. so he's like and john's like i'm trying to get out he's like sorry bro marker pulling you back in <laughs> if you, you have had, no choice if you had stayed out but it would have been fine but you came back to kill homie and like now you're back in so yeah and um santino's deep. terrible he's pretty much like I want you to kill my sister. He's like, you want me to kill Gianna? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she got a seat at the table. I want it. Mm-hmm. It was willed to her by her dad. And I was like, what? The, the table, uh, of course, being the the high table, the shadow council that runs the whole assassin thing. Yeah. So he's just like, all right. <laughs> it's so terrible. He's like, he's like, he's like, I don't want to, yeah. but I guess I have to. It's kind of forced to. <clears throat> Then yeah, he does the uh, does the whole, or well, he initially refuses, right, and then he leaves, and uh, Antonio <coughs> blows up his fucking house. Oh yeah, yeah, he blows up the house, mm-hmm. and um, the dog survives, of course. Who, by the way, doesn't have a name, and he doesn't name him at all in the series. So they go to the Continental Hotel, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys do boarding?" In the, <laughs> he's like, "No, we don't, but I'm prepared to, to be board him to- myself." <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then like, he goes and talks to Winston and he's like you know you can't refuse him right it's like you either do this or you die mm-hmm. he's like <laughs> it's like I don't want to though he's like sorry bro he's kind of put in a, in a fucked situation though because it's like yeah if he refuses the blood oath and like 
it's open season on killing John Wick. But if he if he if he follows through, then he just killed somebody who was about to be a, a high table member. You know, so he's about to have the whole world after him, anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either way, he's screwed. Yep. And then so he goes to Rome because it's Gianna's coronation party, and he meets her in this like hidden room. And she ends up. I'm gonna call see- it a gigantic bathroom because that's what yeah, the fuck it, it is. is. There's a pool like, there, which like is basically a bath. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, she's having a conversation with him because, like, he appears and she starts having a conversation about it because, like, she knows what's about mm, to go down. Like, oh, my brother sent you. Blah blah blah. And you know what she does? She takes a blade and cuts her wrists and is like, "I'm taking my own life." Once again, someone's like, "I'm mm-hmm. going out on my own terms." Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit. I kill myself first. And so she just sits sits in her little pool. He sits there with her, you know, she passes out. And of course, he just pops a couple on her head just because that's mm-hmm. what you do. I, I I swear, like throughout the entire series, he has this like a like he's he's thorough is what I'll say. He makes sure somebody's dead. Like even people that you watched him shoot six times in the chest and they're laying on the ground as he walks out of the room. Bow right in the face. <laughs> he's like, no chances. Speaking <laughs> of that, I remember that scene in Joker when uh he shoots Robert Deering on the yeah. face, and after everyone scrambles, he leaves, and before he leaves, he just shoots him again. <laughs> that was the whole redeeming part of that entire movie for me. And he's like, you got what you fucking deserve. Bang! Everyone's freaking out. And he just gets up, kind of. I like, remember when I saw that himself, and he's just like, you know what? Wow. <laughs> when I saw them in theaters, I wasn't expecting it, and it wasn't that I wasn't expecting it. It was just the fact that it was like they show it, just like bullet through face. So mm. I was like, "Whoa!" So yeah, and then uh, of course um, Santino does him dirty, sends his people after him, mm. and then he gets a call. He calls him. He's like, "What would I look like if I didn't avenge my sister's death?" And it's <laughs> like, "Dude, that is rude as hell." Yeah, you're what? fucking around, making the wrong enemies. That's how you do it. You're the deadliest man on earth. Yeah, kill my sister. All right, now I'm gonna send the world to kill you. Uh, oh, and uh, we meet uh, Ruby Rose plays a death bodyguard <laughs> who sign who does sign in her entire appearance in every Ruby appearance Rose, of the movie. Ruby Rose had the like. <laughs> I know she's a lesbian, but Ruby Rose had the best role in that entire film for one reason and one reason alone. She got a handful of Keanu ass. <laughs> oh yeah, when she was like. She, she, she had to frisk him whenever when he went to go like meet with him about uh, the mm-hmm. job, and yeah, she's like just like reached around. I was like, wait, you reach around reach, from the front to reaches, the back? Yeah, she reaches under, grabs his ass, and just drags hand around the crotch to be like, ah, there's no guns there. Like myself, I'm not gay, but I would have been like, I can grab Keanu's ass. Hell yeah, yes. <laughs> um, that's a story, man. You go anywhere. I grab Keanu's ass. People are like, wait a minute, huh? Wait, wait, where? How? Explain. You know, it's funny. I was, I'm one of the few people I know who doesn't really find her as attractive as everybody else does. She's she's all right. It's not my problem. No, I don't, I don't care. Well, I also like to say Liv Tyler's not attractive and everybody like flips out. Like, no, she's not that, she's not that good looking. She looks too much like her dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I mean, she's, 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 uh, she is more attractive than her father because Steven Steven Tyler is like, uh, just a shriveled meat bag now. I mean, it's a thousand years old. <laughs> like all rocks. He's an actual elf. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> El runs the stand in. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's pretty much the whole movie. 
he's running away from everybody. Oh, wait, no. He comes across uh, another bodyguard paid by or another assassin played by Common, because, of course, after Smoke and Aces, Common is never cast in anything other than like a bodyguard or a hitman the, assassin. The- <laughs> I mean, he's had other roles, but it's like it seems like they, it's the perfect role for him, just given his demeanor. Yeah, it's like when Danny Trejo is, is typecast, you know, that's, he, that's he, just, he, just he, the only he, thing he, that he can yeah. do. <laughs> And um, every single Robert Rodriguez movie, he's Machete. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just plays like <laughs> big Mexican dude who just wrecks everybody. But yeah, Commons just big, big black dude who wrecks everybody. <laughs> I, I like when they first come across. He's like, "Oh, hey, John." He's like, "Hey." He's like, "You working?" Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> you, have, you have a good night. Yeah. He's just like, "Fuck!" He killed her. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he didn't have to go no further than that. He's like, "Oh, you're working. You're here." Hmm, who's the high profile target? Did you have a good night? Oh yes. no, I like oh. when he, I like when he gets the content on the Rome because he meets the manager there and he's like, I have one question to ask in in Italian. He's like, Are you here for the Pope? He's like, No. He's like, <laughs> Oh, all right, here, here's here, best here's one of the best rooms in the whole place. <laughs> Gives him a card for a room. I was like, It makes you question, <laughs> what shit is the Pope doing where somebody's gonna put a hit out on him? <laughs> So are you here for the Pope? No. That is best a funny room, question. Like, service, like. He, I'd be like, wait, I'd be like, what do you mean? He's like, he'd probably be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> That'd be pretty daring to put a hit out of the Pope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh, I I'd have to say his fight with Common is one of my favorites. Because aside from the action, but it's like when they're in that like public area more mm-hmm. specifically like he's on one level keanu or john wicks on another and they're like shooting shooting at oh, each other the, in the, between like the in between uh support uh structures they're walking through like what was it like an airport or something I can't yeah remember. something like that and they both had uh uh pistols with suppressors on them and they're like they're like hiding them in their shirts and just taking pop shots at each other like hip firing and nobody's noticing any of this like you, you'll notice in this movie it's like no one notices when people die Mm-hmm. They just literally just walk around it like it's just normal. It's like you know, it's that it's like that phrase I heard. I always heard when I was younger. It's like you could get your throat slit in New York, and not nobody would know until like five minutes later. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, maybe that's just something I always heard. I, I've never heard that. I, I'm kind of afraid to go to New York now. <laughs> you well, won't notice just, I die for five whole minutes. It's just a commentary on how like all the bodies will shuffle and nobody's concerned with what's going on around them because they're only like thinking about where they like trying to navigate through all this to get to where they're going they see somebody laid out on the ground they're gonna be like oh homeless person and keep it moving just walk around <laughs> yeah <laughs> no if they actually see it they're like oh they're probably just shooting a movie scene mm-hmm. is there a camera somewhere i should probably not look <laughs> love to do another take yeah there's all sorts of yeah it's really that just him like you know running away from his team or san or santino's team mm-hmm and of course, he gets him in the end. Yeah, I mean, he 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 like he makes a, an assault on Dude's Fortress, and he like panics and runs away and tries to hide in the Continental. Yeah, he tries to hide in the Continental, and uh, he's with uh oh, because they're they're back in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. In, and they go to New York Continental, and he and Santino's sitting with uh, Winston, and John comes in, and they 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 have they have this dialogue, and he's pretty like. He's like, well, they're pretty much like, yeah, what are you going to do yeah. about it? Blah, blah, blah. He kind of plays that, this role where he's he's like, haha, I'm at home in front of our parents. You can't touch me and starts poking the bear. Winston was like, all right, just let it go. And he's like, yeah, John, let it go. Popped twice in the head right after saying that. And Winston's like, what did you just do? <laughs> kind of looks up like, oh. 
my god the fucking paperwork you piece of shit <laughs> he, he kind of like as soon as he shot him i myself got that feeling where it's like a co-worker fucks up severe and you're just like can you just leave <laughs> he's like we'll handle this later leave so he goes and then he he meets up with winston and he's um because he summons he's in a park somewhere it, it's at a park somewhere and uh normally it would be you know his membership would be revoked with I, I was assuming it was gonna kind of play out like um what's her name i forgot what her name is chicken the last one that got popped four ways wow. <laughs> inconsequential i don't know how i i'm not is that remembering female names. assassin who got splattered <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great way to put it <laughs> and then um he's pretty much like i should be why am i not dead and Winston's like, because I, I made that call. <laughs> He's like, you have one hour and I'm co- considering you excommunicado. I loved, I loved the, uh, the, 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 when he, when he's like, why am I not dead? Because I willed it. And then he like signals one guy and he's like, all right now. And literally everyone at the park stops in their tracks and looks straight at Keanu. It's like, holy shit. They're all assassins. <laughs> and, then, and then they just leave. He's like, you have one hour run so he calls it <laughs> and as he as he's running the call gets made and then once it's time to actually send it out or the thing is sent out mm-hmm. literally everyone's phones are going off in the area and they're looking up we're like how many damn assassins are here are there in this place it, it almost made me feel like literally every person in that movie was an assassin and that's why not a goddamn one paid attention to people dying around just everybody's an assassin. everybody in new york is an assassin <laughs> Just everybody head cannon now. If you live in New York, you're an assassin. I so wish we could have seen what you said. Just like a kid, look, kid in his Game Boy, look up at John as he walks by. Just kind of do that evil squint, like mm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I, still, I still wish they would have like had a scene. Fortnite on his phone. Beep turns it sideways. <laughs> Looks up at John. Wick. <laughs> Oh, it's like, yeah, how are you going to approach that one? You're going to shoot a fucking kid, John? <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> Except it's not a kid. It's one of those It's one of those adults with the aging disease. <laughs> I still wish they would have just had like a scene with like a group of Girl Scouts to like box of Thin Mints, Mr. Wick, and then pulls out a gun on him. Oh, my God. The assassin <laughs> attempt. It's, they're like, they're handing him the box and there's a gun in it. It just fires and then pulls out the end. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd have to like <laughs> John Wick fighting little girl assassins. <laughs> Good and they'd Lord. probably give them the work too, just because mm-hmm. they're small and fast. There's a, yeah, there's probably a lot of them. <laughs> Those dangerous Girl Scout members, they run in packs. Yeah, and then it just ends with him running. And then we go to uh, John Wick 3, which is it's definitely interesting how they titled this one. It was like John Wick, then John Wick Chapter 2, and it's John Wick 3 Parabellum. Which I think Parabellum is, I believe it comes from a phrase where it means like prepare for war. Something like that. Also, can we talk about how they uh, uh, approached subtitles in the movie? Yes, it was visually appealing, like very much so. Like it, w- it would kind of appear as like a, I don't know. It, it wasn't just like bar on the screen at the bottom. It was like mm-hmm. th- they would just sort of like kind of it's, materialize, and they'd have different font styles. It's like if you were if you were starting in on like an action movie or something. They, it's it's the it's like the style that they would put the. The cast members, the cast and crew, the the credits at the beginning of a film, you know, it always be like stylized and and it would look great as opposed to the as opposed to the normal credits roll at the end where it's just scrolling up the screen. 
you know so it's 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 like that as opposed to just it's almost like kinetic typography where it's like you know mm-hmm. those like lyric videos where the, mm-hmm. they would move with the lyrics and just like appear it's kind of like that it, but it's like certain words would be highlighted with certain fonts or colors mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um parabellum he's on the run and the beginning of the movie is like is the countdown before his uh before his hit goes active and he's got mm-hmm. a price of 14 million on his head and everyone's like a word I thought it was I thought it was 40. No, it was 14 to start. Oh, okay. It's it, it jumped to 40. That's like what it was. Oh no, we are uh, we forgot to mention in 2 uh Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, the Bowery. Mhm. Yeah, the the, the head <laughs> of the homeless assassin. <laughs> the head of the homeless assassin who is the pigeon master. <laughs> he comes up, he's like he's like you got to uh He's like, you got a price of four million on your head, huh? He's no, it was like, seven. It was seven million at the time that he went because. Oh yeah, it was seven million. Because he's like, oh, seven million. Well, that's we're gonna seven be for a while, yeah. <laughs> and then they don't. He's like, you need to help me. He's like, all right, fine. So he gives him a gun that uh, holds seven bullets. The seven million. And he sends him on away, and that yeah, that, that's a whole part in the middle. <clears throat> Which can I just say, when he went to go assassinate him with that gun, he threw away those seven rounds very fucking fast at the beginning. Like, you know, he didn't he didn't use that. Oh, OK. No, I think he was stealing guns the entire time because he used that gun to kill Vigo or not Vigo. Um, Santino. OK, because because he, see, he left like, the gun I there. I didn't see him use. I didn't see him pick up another gun in between that scene and walking in. So I just assumed that, I that think was the he, only he probably gun he had, had his other gun. He probably had another gun with him, but he was like taking weapons from all the yeah. people he was fighting because everyone's like, we're going to take you. He's like, not today. <laughs> I love that too, though. When he wastes somebody and just takes uh, picks up their gun, it's like shit. I'm out of bullets. Like it, it makes sense how he's keeping the fight going. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So so back to three. So yeah, there's the countdowns happening, and he's like trying to rush off everywhere, and uh, he goes and gets some help from uh, one of the um, medical one of the doctors that works for the continental. And he's like, he's like, I have, he's like, he's I only like, have no, five you minutes. can't come in here. He's like, I still have five minutes. So he's like patching up a stab wound. He got, mm-hmm. uh, cause sewing uh, him up, which I think, Oh, was it, was it before that? Uh, there's before that the, the intense stabbings that happened in that weapon shop. No, that was later. Or was or was that's, that later? That's, that's quite okay. a bit later. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, because he got stabbed. When um, he's, like, leaving the subway station and he kills a guy with a pencil again, that was leading up to... Uh, oh, yeah, because he killed a guy <laughs> with a pencil. Yeah, he kills a guy with a pencil in the series. As as his legend te- as his legend tells. Um, oh, no, did he get stabbed when he went to the library? Because the library was before that, right? Huh. I know it's all kind of like jumbled up in my brain now because, yeah, he went to the because he has a little stash in the library where he has a picture and he gla- grabs like, you know, what what would be like sacred items in any other story. I feel like the stab was prior because I remember him paying with that one coin that he had to the doctor and then he went and got more in the in the, the picture. At the oh, OK. Library. So at some point he gets stabbed in the mm-hmm. shoulder. Which is always he's he's getting like the worst injuries that it's like they're not fatal, but they're just the almost the worst minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, there's a there's a scene where he's fighting people in this weapon shop 
And it is one of the most impressive fight scenes ever, especially because he's <laughs> there's constant throwing knives being thrown. Some of them like hitting the wrong end and I, missing. I, I like the start of it, though. You know, they're just throwing hands and they're punching. Oh, each yeah, other. they're punching. And each then other. They, like, they find themselves separated by like five feet for a, for a quick second. And then they both kind of just look around they're like, oh, yeah, this place is loaded <laughs> with sharp shit. <laughs> yeah, but he's like stabbing people 50 <clears throat> times at once, like like 15 <clears throat> shots, like stabbing the leg here, here, here. And just the ways that it was almost like a food fight, but with knives. Yeah. Cause they just kept picking shit up and throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. Um, every time that Keanu got like stuck with one, he would pull it back out and throw it. <laughs> this it was, was the funniest fights in the world. It was like watching an episode of Naruto for real. Like, yeah, it was, it was some pulling knives Naruto. out of everywhere and throwing them into everybody. So like I said, dude, I'm surprised they didn't just put Keanu in Naruto. He's, there's probably a tribute to him somewhere. And I don't know. Uh, there should be if there is. Or if they do live action, they'll, they'll just cast him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would he play, though? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's a challenge for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Who in Naruto would you have Keanu play in the live action? No, he'd play. Uh, oh, what's Sasuke's brother's name? Oh, um, yep. As soon as you said it. Now, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't it. remember it. I'll get there. <laughs> like next next chunk, I'll just pull it out of note. Itachi, there Itachi, we go. Yeah, he'd probably play Itachi. That's where it would be. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I like the the last thing he does when he's leaving is there's one dude who's still kind of like moving. He takes an axe and just like swings it and just like right in the side of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably one of the most violent ones. Definitely. I mean, they had to they had to follow up the first two. Of course, it had to be ridiculous. Yeah, makes and, me wonder what they're going to do in the fourth one. Right? What's he going to do? Fight gorillas? Well, him, not him and uh, him and Lawrence Fishburne are going to wreck everybody. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an actual war. <laughs> um, but yeah, he ends up going to Russia to meet with. I don't remember. I don't even think they said her said her name. But uh, part of the backstory is he was actually taken in by this the russian crime organization as an orphan mm-hmm. and then he goes back and he's like look i have my ticket and he has a like um rosary yeah, he's a rosary and i don't understand what that is but he's like you have to help me he's like i can i'm gonna die just by talking to you possibly mm-hmm. and so she helps him out by like helping him escape and then she, he, he basically books passage somewhere uh, to uh casablanca yeah. Cause he goes to um where he goes to the uh because yeah he's, he was the Moroccan continental. They, they reveal his real name too. Jar- oh yeah, Jardani Jovovich. Yeah, because you know his real name isn't John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which almost makes it cooler. It's like you came up with an alias yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, he ends up going to the Moroccan uh, continental. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need to speak to the manager, and they're just like, because uh, there's dudes about to kill him, and there's uh, I think their concierge was like, no, nah, he's. Man or manager said it's fine. No, he's good. Leave him alone. <laughs> Which is really impressive. It's like, man, why can't everybody be that cool? But again, fourteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of those goons did try to just be like, man, fuck your orders, and try to kill oh, him anyways. The, and then the dude was like, pop, pop. <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, look, y'all are just grunts. <laughs> it's like it's amazing how these assassins are like. I want Fourteen million dollars. Like, are you? Aren't you already? Aren't you guys already rich? Yeah. I mean, when they did the, when they showed the, I mean, they're probably not crazy rich, but because you can see the uh, the whiteboard or the chalkboard that they have all their like current uh, hits out on people, and like the next one that was following uh, John Wick when he was at like fourteen million was only like 
two and then there was one that was like one and then it went down to like 350,000. And I was like, okay, so they're not all bankrolling shitloads of money. Yeah, because his was like way more than mm. everything else below it. Yeah, he meets with a Sophia, um, a former friend of his, and she's the manager of the Moroccan uh, Continental. And then he pulls out a marker <laughs> for her. It was like, you need to help me. And she's like, Everybody's that's void, buddy. <laughs> He's, she's like, John, don't do this. <laughs> and then he convinces her to help her. And she's um, she's got two dogs. Which, by the way, I love these two dogs almost as much as I love John Wick's dogs. <clears throat> I've, always, I've always just wanted, like... I don't have the I don't have the discipline for it, nor would I put a dog through it to train it like that. But like the the when 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 you see those videos of people with like the ridiculously well trained like police dogs or whatever that just stay at your side or like between your legs throughout the whole altercation, I'm like that's incredible. Yeah, I want a dog like that, but I do not deserve a dog like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, because I don't have that kind of discipline myself. Oh, uh, <clears throat> it's almost like. It almost mirrors um, Harley and her hyenas. When I first saw, saw it, I got those vibes. Oh, Harley, okay. Harley yeah, that would make sense. Hyenas, but. Yeah, so he has her take her to her or has her take him to her former boss. To go uh, find the elder who is above the high table. Mm-hmm. And he's. he's like well you know you don't find him he finds you he's like go to the desert walk until you're dead oh we stopped over the uh the origin of the coins their former boss or her former boss oh yeah her former boss has an has an original coin and an original marker Mm -hmm. just like chilling and it's actually uh actually i think we see was it in one where they saw um winston was looking at uh newly minted coins and he's like Oh, fine. Put them into circulation. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like Chuck E. Cheese. They're like oversized Chuck E. Cheese tokens, by the way. Honestly, which is so weird. It's like, why is it coins? And it seems like one coin gets you everything in the world. Yeah, one coin is just like it's it's a varying like value or almost or it's just universal because it's like one coin gets you a trip to the doctor or one coin gets you a stay at the Continental or one coin does this that and the everything it's or like one, everything co- or is one, one coin, coin gets you to have an assassin help you kill somebody or something like yeah, that it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> here want a coin it's like almost like they're like pogs no Every, trade pogs <laughs> everything costs a coin oh man yeah and then um and he's like, well, I, I need a gift. So he's like, I want one of the dogs. She's like, I'm not giving you my dog. So she he shoots the dog. Mind you, the dog's fine. They have bulletproof vests on. Which I thought was like dope. <laughs> not only was it fashionable, but it was like practical. They look great. But yeah, it was like bulletproof dogs. And then um, and then there goes a, a massive fight scene between John Sophia and the dogs, who the dogs are probably the highlight because they handle everybody. Yeah, I mean they they did choreograph a whole bunch of like particular scenes to like make use of the dogs. You know, even so much as like uh, Sophia being posted up against a column and the dog <laughs> jumps over the wall, <laughs> scaling a wall and attacking somebody up on a, up on a walkway. Oh, I felt bad for any of the dudes who got hit by both dogs at once because oh. they'd be like, and then or, just like or all oh. the guys who caught who who got. Who got their crotch nommed? That oh, like uh, more like, than like his, uh, like like her former boss. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny. She shoots him for shooting the dogs, mm. and then the dogs are like, "Raw!" <laughs> just like bites his crotch. It's like, "Oh no!" 
<laughs> this sucks. And then he gets shot through the leg. <laughs> She's like, you're not moving. But yeah, those dogs were bad ass. Uh, and then they go to the desert where uh, she leaves John. There's a little bit of water left. She tries, she's like, oh, you want it? Drinks it and spits it back in the bottle. Mm. And there isn't even as much as there was in the beginning. I was like, that's rude. Mm, that's, it's like beyond rude. Like, come on now. That's that's wasting good water. He be, well, he pretty much did just kind of like ruin her connections. Right yeah, because she, she risked a lot. She's not, you know, no, no one's allowed to help him. Can I can I say it was it was her decision in the end? Yeah. Like when when they went in to make that deal and he's like, I want that dog. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, I'm gonna have to kill it. Shoots it. The dog survived. She like pulls the blunted bullet off of the bulletproof vest, you know, and like she looks at John and John's like, no, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> nope. Bang. <laughs> you bruised my puppy. We're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a totally justifiable response, though. Yeah. Hurt my dog. I'm going to kill you. But yeah. And then and then she goes off and then he goes to the desert. And then everybody's kind of like, well, there's an adjudicator that also shows up throughout the entirety of this. Like, mm-hmm. hey, she goes to Winston like, hey, yeah, you're under a review now, basically. Like, what's going on? You gave him an hour. She's like, you have seven days and we will find your replacement. Mm-hmm. And then goes to uh, so we're running around middle management. <laughs> Uh yeah the he she goes around well she's going on to everybody he goes mm-hmm. to like the Russian lady that he met up with that helped him mm-hmm. she's like okay you have seven days and then to go to uh <laughs> well the Russian lady uh reswore fealty because she didn't do as much as what what she perceived Winston to have done she just booked yeah. a passage so she's like hold out your helping hands and she put puts well her I'm, hands say, I'm saying but well before before because she gave her seven days also and then they go mm-hmm. to um what's his name um Lawrence Fishburne because I can never remember. What his actual name is? I don't know, the Pigeon dude. King. <laughs> King they're of like, they're like, so you helped him, and it's kind of in reference to what he helped him do in the oh, second she, movie. She, it's it's the it's the gun in the seven rounds. She's yeah, like, you, you yeah. Give him was, seven rounds, you get seven days, and produce the gun that he used to kill. Uh, whatever the hell Santino. His name is. Santino. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then, when the days actually pass, yeah, uh, the Russian lady uh, holds out her hands and they stab it through, mm-hmm. stab a sword through, because. She comes across a um, a food an Asian food stand, mm-hmm. and of course the and of course like the head cook is uh, just, <laughs> just sits down, produces weird coin. Yes, I am an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuts cuts up a, a slice of the the um, safe part of a puffer fish, mm-hmm. and she eats it. And then what is said? Um, what is said is uh, I have served. I will be of service or something like mm-hmm. that. And then uh, pretty much gets his little team of assassins, little ninjas, and just you know. So far, going the, in on the everybody. most assassiny of the assassins shown in the movie so far, because <laughs> they're actually like employing yeah. stealth tactics, <laughs> right? But uh, oh, it's that time for another water break. Oh uh, yeah, so definitely. we'll get back to that after water. We're back. Mm-hmm. Back at it for the third time. Yep. And we are still, still on, on John Wick 3. Still on John Wick Well, I mean, we kind of had a transition. The first one was primarily, a, first thing was primarily about the first one. The second was kind of like a combo because two wasn't as eventful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then three is like, oh, now he's, now everybody's after him. But yeah, back, back from where we left off. 
<clears throat> oh wait, we forgot to about, talk about him too because the fighting started. Like he was getting attacked at first at towards the end of it, or maybe was it on his way? Because there was like uh. Because two was the one where he killed somebody with a pencil. But I remember, I think, I don't think you saw it. There was some chick that pulled a gun out of her violin. Oh, yep, definitely. <laughs> Which, great weapon, by the way. Violin playing. Bang, gun. Anyway, back to three. But yeah, um, yeah, our good old buddy takes his little team of ninja assassins. And they roll up on everybody they gave a warning to. Like, Russian lady, yeah, stuck out her hands. Sliced through mm-hmm. her hands with a sword. But before that, the dudes are killing everybody on her site. Mm-hmm. They're just like... It hidden in the walls and just pop out stab 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 so it's it's actual like ninja stuff and i was surprised you know like <clears throat> you know that they, when they're uh besieging the uh the pigeon king's uh throne i guess you'd call it his castle yeah <laughs> and then, like one dude comes around around a corner like posts up against the wall like he's about to stick around and start popping shots this dude just appears out of the shadows <laughs> and just plants the sword through his fucking head i was like what wait a minute you were there the whole time <laughs> yeah. how did you get there did you run ahead and hide were you like <laughs> coming uh, through a window <laughs> again it's literally like naruto <laughs> he's like a fucking the shadow manipulation jutsu and he just appears and <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely very entertaining seeing them. But uh, I think it really gets crazy when they. What is it? Oh, no. When uh, Keanu, he gets to the elder and he's pretty much like, so we can we can bring you back, but you have to stay for life and you have to kill Winston. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, all I want to do is be able to remember my wife and our love. And he's like, well, do this. He's like, would you rather die now or live on? And then he has to give up a finger. And kind of they also kill Lawrence Fishburne's character. No, when they well, when they came back, when they they gave they 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 stabbed ladies hands and then they came to him. They 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 said seven cuts. Yep. So they gave him seven seven cuts cuts. and he falls out. So they give him his. Mm -hmm. And uh, that adjudicator is just terrible because mm-hmm. <laughs> she she walks around like she walks around like a karen yeah and she has like she has a karen attitude she comes in sits down um you're on some bullshit and here's why <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he goes to winston and uh basically he makes a point to almost hint like what i really want to do is take out the high table mm-hmm. <laughs> And so uh, Judah Carey comes in. He's like, so are you ready to step down? He's like, no. And then she's like, what about you? Are you going to kill him? He's like, I don't think I will. (laughs) And so um, I forgot the word they use, but (laughs) Uh, deconsecrated. Yeah. The uh, continental New York is deconsecrated. So Mm -hmm. business can take place. And mm. she sends a team. Well, and then yeah, um, so they shut down the hotel. They tell everyone to get the fuck out because they know everything's about to go down. And then so he's like, I need firepower in him and him and the concierge. Coolest dude ever. They load up with guns they and go then, into the <laughs> weapons vault. The coolest vault I've ever seen. It's almost like that scene in Boondock Saints where uh, they go to get the guns and it's mm-hmm. that love song or whatever. Plays. It's literally mm-hmm. he, like dudes explaining all the weapons and what it is. He's like, oh, I recommend this for this. Get this. Like a, These are the bullets you it's want. It's like a diamond shop. 
Yeah, it is. You know, where the person there is telling you all about these intricate details. He's like, oh, this is such and such uh, gun with all these different rounds in it. And it's great. And I recommend it. It pairs perfectly with this. And I'm like, what the fuck? This like, what is, is it? Fine is, wine it is, is this like, steak and wine? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they go out and uh, they basically get a SWAT team on them and they mm. handle everybody. And then, <laughs> but not without learning that the, the the SWAT team that came in was covered head to toe in bulletproof armor. Oh yeah, yeah. So they run back. They're like, "Hey, we need something stronger." <laughs> Pulls out shotguns. Ah, these these shells. What were they? What were they? It was on? like steel or something like they were made no, of steel. It was, it was um. I'll I'll remember it. It'll pop into my head. No, the, the, it it was made of some sort of steel. There were armor piercing rounds, mm-hmm. and then they go and just start blowing everyone's heads off. <laughs> that was great could you imagine you go in there and you're like all right i'm suited up in armor i'll be fine comes around the corner with a shotgun you're probably like this is gonna concuss me no your head's gone (laughs) oh and the blood is shown the blood comes out pretty clearly Mm -hmm. they did a good job on the post-production on that and then uh what was it and then it keeps happening and then so the junior creator calls for a parlay because she's like Okay, we can keep doing this, but let's let's try to reach a deal first because I can send as many people as I <laughs> want. But clearly, that was just the first wave. I suggest a parlay, and it's always. <laughs> I love the uh, the confidence from both sides. She's like, "Well, we can besiege your castle all day, every day, blah blah blah." And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine, and you can take this castle, but you got to keep it against all of New York because, like I said, everyone in New York is a goddamn assassin." <laughs> yeah. So. um so pretty much <laughs> and then she's like oh so you just wanted to look tough so you could keep it she's like okay that's fine you're gonna mm. be reinstated it's uh you gotta kill john luck he's like well guess i do it gotta do what i gotta do so she he shoots him off the building he falls hits a fire escape hits another ledge and then falls flat and my first thought which you even said you're like nope dead <laughs> <laughs> i was like ain't no fucking way no suit no nothing makes you survive that that was off like the top of the lounge uh area of the fucking uh of the continental and that building's tall <laughs> and he fell off of that off of that onto a canopy into the fire escape onto like a dumpster and then the ground i'm like no that's breaking <laughs> bones that's the, rupturing the, organs the impact of all those cushioned his fall <laughs> <laughs> and then um she's on her way out she gets curious look she walks back john looks gone he's like oh yeah what a tragedy he's like no you don't understand he's gone from the street he's like oh well <laughs> she pretty much gives him a warning like you better handle this she's like he's like how far can he go <laughs> I, I did like the uh the emphasis though. she's like you better handle this because like a well, that's not what we agreed on b now we both got john wick on our asses <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because you know he had that kind of look like um no he's on you yeah because <laughs> he he knew he would survive <laughs> He was like, I could have shot John, like in the back of his mind, I'm sure he's like, I could have shot him in the fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I shot him off the building for a reason. Oh, that's great. And then um, big reveal. Big reveal. Pigeon King's alive. (laughs) And he's pretty much like, oh, you know, it's it's it Mm. for the high table. It's under the table. Who's really running things. Mm. And I like it. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm pissed off. John, he's like, you pissed. And then John's like. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I like the visible uh, damage in his face. You know, like the whole one eye is completely uh, like blood flush. You know, He's that was another water. thing I liked. It's like they they made the injury seem realistic. Mm-hmm. It's like he wasn't invincible this entire time. 
no like uh, and, until like the end of the third movie um my i was like i was convinced i was like this is well done this looks realistic like all these wounds that he's suffering they seem like plausible like he could have suffered that and not died aside from the fucking fall which <laughs> right no, <laughs> this man is not a man he is the baba yaga at that point I just I just wonder like how much adrenaline was pumping through him like because this is over a span of only a few weeks <laughs> they oh, reveal yeah. and every and it's always like it's like all this because of a dog in a car mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah and then uh yeah that ends and they pretty much set up like yeah they want to do a fourth one and do the response they're like yeah we're doing a fourth one and then they're doing a spinoff called ballerina don't know what that's going to be about probably going to be about um the the group that took in john off the streets you know because she was hosting like ballerinas or she's a ballerina conductor whatever they're called i don't know maybe 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 like a side character they're going to introduce Mm -hmm. and they're doing john mcfour and then there's apparently there's like talks of a series called the continental (laughs) which is gonna be like a prequel series like i'd love to see like john wick in action (laughs) and then they did a comic book apparently which I'm gonna end up having to read at some point, right? You know what I like? I like that it it's a lot more grounded than say like the Taken movies or uh, the Born trilogy. Because mm-hmm. Taken is mainly entertaining because it's Liam Neeson, but it's like there's no way someone could get away with doing destroying cities. Uh, uh-uh, definitely not. <clears throat> like the throughout the throughout the films, like they 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 show an active attempt to keep all the wanton des- destruction like maintained and within the scope of uh, feasibility. Like they're not out on the streets causing as much problems as they're trying to be like contained and away from shit. Yeah, but nobody notices anyway. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> the, it's, the- it's just the way that it's clearly people mm-hmm. are getting sliced up and people are just walking by like, are you guys all assassins and this is just cool? That or they're just smart. They saw some shit going down and they're just like, they, not nope, my problem. Not today. <laughs> I mean, the, the issue with like law enforcement and stuff can obviously be explained away with like, oh, they're paid off. They own the law enforcement. Who cares? Like, it's not an impressive detail, but like it. I, I'm just going back to the whole uh, suppressed pistols and the like uh, subway or whatever when they're firing at each other in two with common. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. Also, I like the bulletproof suit that he's given. Yeah, like when he gets tailored up, like was it the first movie or yeah, was I think it, the it was in the first movie. Yeah, where he gets tailored up and they're like, "Oh yeah, bullets aren't getting through this. It's gonna hurt though." And I'm like, "Bulletproof suit? What?" <laughs> the only way that they could explain, you know, a character, a James Bond esque character doing all this crap in a tailored suit without looking ridiculous from having a bulletproof vest on under it. I you do know. like I do like the sequence of like preparation they did in that first movie where they're like he goes to the tailor he goes to this person mm-hmm. to that person but the tailor dude was cool because it's just like he's like he's like oh do you want this style or this style <laughs> he's kind of going through it <laughs> one it's for like, day one for night it's like, <laughs> one for the day and one for the evening he's like one of each <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like uh, a video game where he's out here doing side quests before he takes on the main storyline. <laughs> So I'm just collecting yeah. a bunch of shit, finding all these weapons, this cool new suit. <laughs> yeah. And I also, you know, I, I like that the generic filmmaking of like the nineties and early two thousands has kind of gone away and where you can like take something as commercial and as like more mainstream appealing as this, but marry it with like, actually good film technique because mm-hmm. like i was saying before like the cinematography is really good i mean the choreography alone it's like 
like single shots. Like, I wonder how many like takes it took to get those perfect. It's a good question. I mean, especially with all the weapon play, like especially that knife, the the knife scene. Like, <laughs> I, I've seen breakdowns of like action, like fight scenes, and it's like it's really interesting. Like the um teachers they have for that because they're like okay do the they show the move in sequence like slowly and then they do it fast and it's like literally like 50 movements at once and it's like wow the fact that people are actually like retain that in memory while Mm. also having to deal with dialogue maybe or anything else or just like staging shots in general also once again every movie had great lighting everything was very well lit also the editing was uh It did a very well job. It, it was very well paced. Like the second movie didn't feel like two hours at all. Mm-mm. No, it like it just sort of fast. like happened because like we got into an hour in it. We're like, wait, it's an hour already. Hold on. Yeah. The, the only the only bad thing I have to say about all three movies and this is really more of an issue only because like we watched all three of them over the span of two days is that. Be, after the second movie, it's a little bit too formulaic, you know, whereas like yeah. the film follows a very strict pattern of uh, action sequence in the beginning, then uh, going and getting some sort of uh, resource that he apparently has hidden away somewhere because this dude has 80 million contingency plans and, you know, little stockpiles of those gold, gold <coughs> coins and weapons hidden everywhere. But like, that's the only thing that I have to say about the movie is just like that. Everything at, else was just great. I mean, at least it wasn't like how like the Hangover, Hangover Two thing, where it's oh, literally the same movie copied <laughs> over. <laughs> There's a reason I only remember the first Hangover movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, then they broke away from it with the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. I don't. Know, I, th- I think it was a. Uh, I think it's also get. I get points for me for being an original story. Definitely. It was like you don't, and and that's the thing I'm always amazed. Like, how do you have all these successful original movies, but you you guys want to beat franchises to death? And potentially ruin them, Star Wars. <clears throat> well, they're about to do it with John Wick. I'm telling you. Fourth one's going to come know. out, and that's going to be it. That's going to be the end of it. They're going to be like, TV show? Not going to do so hot. Spinoff stuff? Not going to do so hot. Or it does Or it does even better. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. My prediction is it won't, but we will see. I think it would just be interesting because it's, it's one of those situations where it's like they weren't force-feeding so much information. There's a lot to be wondered about the Continental mm-hmm. and the high table. Because like you don't, they don't reveal the high table at all. Mm-mm. The only time you get what? You get Gianna, who is going to get a C, and then she dies. Other than that, they keep it as like, you know, it, it's a classic thing. It's like you keep the, the higher power really hidden. And it's like... The one thing, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they mentioned it. His impossible task for him to get out in the, in the very beginning. They never explained what it right. was because um, it's mentioned Santino, in the first- Santino, all he mentions is, I helped you with that. Mm-hmm. Because they explain it's like it's pretty much a task that could only happen if you have a certain team and multiple people. Mm-hmm. And he pulled it off somehow, which amazed everybody. And they're like, oh, fine, dude, you can go. It's probably some crazy shit like killing the president or like or, <laughs> or killing the pope. killing one of the popes. Or, yeah, <laughs> that might be what it is. That might be a clue in it. Are you here for the pope? Because you were last time. <laughs> that might that might have been what it is. You gotta kill the fucking pope. <laughs> it's like I, I, I'm surprised he wasn't like you're not here for the pope again, are you? <laughs> that would have been like, wait, was that the task? Mm-hmm. I think that would have been too obvious. It would make you question, wait, what's going on where they had to kill the Pope? Mm-hmm. And who called that out? And what's still going on to where he might have to kill him again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
yeah, it's definitely. I it, it's 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 one of those situations where it's like you know, movie successful. It's like okay, now I gotta see if the second one's successful. Then that gets successful, and then the third one is an instant hit, and it's like oh, okay, you guys really like these movies. I mean, by now, yeah, it's developed a following. John Wick Four is probably gonna be perfectly fine right out the gate, day one. Right. <laughs> And luckily, it's going to be released after theaters are open. <laughs> I really hope movie theaters open by July. Yeah, going to miss a lot of stuff. But I mean, a lot of the things that I really care to see are getting pushed back. So I'm not too concerned. Well, no, the one is because uh, everyone's still planning on a tenant by Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. to play on its date. They're not pushing back the release date? Or nope, anything? Because, because it's in July. Ooh. It's in July. So they're keeping it because they're anticipating me over summer. That is one movie. Like I don't go to IMAX much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to IMAX to see that movie. Okay. Just like I've been waiting for this movie since it was announced. <laughs> like I've been like checking regularly, like, okay, what's going on? Or at least before, know. like once we finally got like a teaser and a trailer, I was like, okay, good. I need to see this. Cause like Christopher Nolan's one of those directors where it's like, I, I, I will say with confidence, he's never made a bad movie. Ever. He's never at least made an objectively bad movie. There are some mm-hmm. movies like you might not care for, but there are, you know, I mean, there are some people who don't like, but it's like, I'd be hard. I would never dislike a Christopher Nolan movie. He's one of those rare people. It's like he, he is literally a cinema master, but can make box office smashes. Yes. It's like Tarantino, like Tarantino can like do whatever he wants and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Just be based on his name alone. People will be like, this is probably going to be at least interesting. Mm hmm. But at that point, is it is it is it genuinely that the movie's good or is it that it's just the clout that carries the movie? No, he actually does show and prove like he's mm-hmm. actually he's he's successful because he is good. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he's unique. Like it's like he has a style, but also it's he's he's one of those directors who can magically get anybody he wants for a movie. <laughs> I'm convinced that he has one of those markers for everybody. That's what it is. <laughs> it, it, I need you in this movie. What it no, is, man, is I'm busy. There are marker. certain directors <laughs> where people will be like, I'm just going to work on it because it's this person. Like when uh, Wolf of Wall Street came out, mm-hmm. Jonah Hill took his minimum rate allowed by the um, Screen Actors Guild to work with Scorsese just because and it was, which was kind of upsetting when he was like, I took my minimum. It was $60,000. And I was like, your minimum is still a very well-paying middle-class job, buddy. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you took a pay cut. <laughs> I took a minute. I, I made a little bit more than, or no, I made, <laughs> Never mind. It don't fucking matter. <laughs> I don't, I don't care that much to make a joke about it anymore. Yeah, halfway passed. through it, I'm just like, it no, passed. I'm good. Uh, make your 60K, Jonah Hill. No, I just, I was just super excited when uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was announced and they announced uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio were going to be like, starring roles it was mm. like only certain people could probably pull off getting those two at the same time mm-hmm. but yeah back to back to john wick can we talk about the rule of cool for a second and how both <laughs> Lauren, yeah the rule of cool lawrence fishburne and common just refused to die on the on the concept of them just being cool like yeah like think about it. We don't yeah. see we don't see common dying on camera. No, he yeah, cuz he doesn't. He <clears throat> he stays to him. He's like, "Hey, it's in your aorta. If you pull it out, you'll die." The implication is that he has time to, you know, like get an ambulance or call whoever the hell he's the like, hey, go to a doctor. To. <laughs> yeah, he's going to survive. But like the common and Lawrence Fishburne, their characters were just that cool. Like Ruby Rose's character wasn't that cool. She got stabbed in the fucking chest. 
Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Just kind of go, uh, <laughs> Speaking the, of that, the, can we can we talk about the fact that we um we noticed that he does the appropriate thing when uh people are resisting. It's like you know they're holding oh, they're yep. they're holding it they're like holding a knife or whatever way and he's just like okay and just hammer fists it right yeah. into their chest. <laughs> he's like, oh, we're gonna struggle over this. No, whack, 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 whack. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, I th- I think um it's funny that Lawrence Fishburne because like when he came to and how he's acting, I was like, oh, is he Morpheus again? Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, Morpheus, haven't seen you in a while. Mm. Put on a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and he's the. I mean, he kind of was just Morpheus. You know, yeah, he was. I mean, he was just—he was just a really weird homeless version of Morpheus, mm-hmm. except for the one scene where he takes off the homeless rags and shows that he's got a, like a silk fucking robe. Yeah, I was—I was like, what is that velvet? It's like, <laughs> so, hold on now. <laughs> Wait, what's that? So the homeless thing—he's pretty much—he pretty much makes it like, oh yeah, the homeless thing is just front, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like <laughs> when um. Well, so there was a couple dudes after because when he uh, paid the homeless oh, dude yeah. to take him to him because he knew and he he's like, him with he's like trash hey sir you got any, he's like you got any change and as he says change he pops both dudes in the face <laughs> with a gun <laughs> these are good actors too like <laughs> like the characters of the characters of the assassins because they're on the streets acting like they're 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 absolutely nutters you know they're crazy they're saying they're rambling about conspiracies and wild shit but secretly the whole time they're just fucking assassins hey man you got a couple you got a couple quarters and change (laughs) (laughs) no i like the third one where he comes across one of the homeless dudes played by that uh oh that one indian dude yep don't remember his name and then he's like being weird he's like Five more minutes, Mr. Pulls, Wick. Pulls out a shiny ass gold watch. Starts tapping on like hmm, five minutes. <laughs> five minutes, Mr. Wick. I was like, I was like, this is really kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, because the ca- the countdown was one of the best parts because they were like counting down. It's like okay, five minutes or like ten minutes, five minutes, and then uh, at the. Um, at the administration because they have this really weird administration set up. It's set up like an old like telephone company like mm, they actually switch have switchboards and, and you know they have like dos computer systems they have like an entire catalog library they, they use files. a they use a chalkboard for their uh for their like assassination listings as opposed yeah. to like i don't know like monitors or even a whiteboard <laughs> you know they they might stick to perimeter just to keep it like closed circuit operation mm-hmm. that's probably well, also one thing i learned at guitar center some places keep dos uh some people keep a dos at the least a virtual box of DOS because it's hard for modern. It's hard to make modern variants that actually work properly. Okay. Like, cause our, cause our inventory the inventory system there was still a DOS setup because they tried to make a modern version. It just wouldn't come out right. So they were just like, well, just code a virtual box. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's one thing I liked. I don't know if it was them trying to like, uh, appeal to a certain demographic or if it was just like thematic for the film but everyone who worked in that like home office in the in the in the switchboard room every single one of them at the administrative level has tattoos and piercings all over them even the older ladies yeah. i don't know why i was like i was like this is cool like as a person who has piercings and stuff like i'm like that's that's cool and all but like why this is so out of character for most of them they're also all wearing the same outfits mm-hmm like and kind of like it, it's like is this just the uniform? Mm-hmm. You know, there because it, it just like it, it looked. They just like I don't even remember what they look. But I remember that it's like they just seem really out of place. The dude, the uniform is like a button down shirt, a vest over it, um, full sleeves, and then fucking snake bites. That's that's the uniform. <laughs> I'm like what the hell? <laughs> I'm down. Where can I work? Where, how do I get that job? <laughs> 
kind of makes you curious about like the behind the scenes work that just goes into it. Mm. I just love when everybody gets texts and everybody's like looking like there he is. Man, that's a DOS system sending out all those texts and they're sending them out apparently to every human being on Earth. What's funny is those systems are um, those systems are lightning fast. Oh, okay. Like like when we like when I use it a guitar center, they're actually fast. Like that's the other reason is like the modern ones were slower. Like you literally hit a button. Like it's like it, they didn't have those machines back in the day. Didn't have the capacity to hold a lot, but mm-hmm. you had the right connection. It's like it worked fast because it was simple. Mm-hmm. It's like the simple structure of it is what made it faster. It's not bogged down by a bunch of code and a you know GUI. <laughs> That's usually that's usually what bugs, and that's why I disable all the animation stuff and <laughs> on my uh, on my desktop because I'm like I don't need all that. That's just gonna slow it down. Definitely not. It doesn't need to look flashy. I just need it to work. <laughs> yeah, there's also a. I would hate to be in his situation of getting banged up for a few weeks <laughs> straight, <laughs> like nonstop, <laughs> just nonstop. Just getting the work. Over I was also, I was also disappointed his house got blown up. He had a really nice house. It was nice. A lot of open space. That's how I'd want a house, you know. I wouldn't want no second floor though. My ideal no house. Second is, floor. My ideal house is a single floor, no no upstairs, no basement, and just open as hell. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what else is there? I think we pretty much covered most of it. Yeah. I don't know, it's something I'd recommend to people if you yeah, haven't seen it. I don't regret it. I don't regretting. I don't don't regretting. I don't regret seeing all three of them in one weekend. That was great. Yeah, it was worthwhile. That was a uh, quite a task. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, something that I don't want to do again. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll time, spread them out next time. Next time, if we're like, hey, we're gonna do this trilogy. All right, we're gonna watch one Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> it's just gonna like cut it out. It's like we did two yesterday and one today, mm-hmm. and not, and then recording right after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we can call it good for this episode. Start wrapping up. John Wick one, two, and three. The the, the story of a man and his pupper. Yeah. Well, puppers. Plural. It gets more than one. Yeah. Also, just the dog never gets a name, and the the second one never gets a name. Mm-mm. Oh, the first one, by the way, is a beagle puppy named Daisy. The second is a rescue pit bull. I thought. Yeah, it was a rescue pit bull that he just calls the dog. <laughs> he just calls dog. Sit, stay, good dog. Walks away. <laughs> 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 like man. So, yeah. Um. I don't know. Is there anything? Uh, do we have any announcements or anything we have to talk about? I don't think there's anything um, the this only, time. I mean, we had the mer- the merch out, but the only the only one little like one off I'd like to say is that uh, for everybody that bought merch, because I heard a lot of people bought purple, we almost didn't have that color until I recommended it. <laughs> oh, I was God. like, I felt it in my bones. <laughs> I was like, people are gonna want purple. People are gonna want purple, and I was like, I was like, yes, we need purple in there. Has to have. Oh, and then uh, you know, Josh did his little bit of promotion mm-hmm. on TikTok because uh, uh, we actually had a couple sent had a couple early orders in with the intention of doing like a photo op mm-hmm. for the drop, but that didn't happen. So of course in Josh fashion, he does a TikTok with it. Mm-hmm. That I is love- not the green I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, he got green and it was, <laughs> I, I didn't quite expect it. He had matching sweatpants for it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I figured if jo- if Josh respect or requested uh, green for a specific or requested green at all, it was for a specific reason. It wasn't going to be like generic green, and that was it. It's like, hmm, that Jim Carrey ass motherfucker over there. He's going to do something funny with it. <laughs> oh, it. It was it was like the green from the mask. Mm-hmm. Like the mask is that green, and that's the shade it was. So yeah, um, I don't know what's what what's the next episode. Oh, I know what we're doing next. What are we doing? Because this because this was because uh, this episode came out because we had to do the the schedule change because we couldn't do interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, uh, I am going to spend the week learning Magic the Gathering. Oh yeah, yes you are. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, learn- I'm going to spend the whole week learning it, and uh, mm-hmm. the week after is going to be even more fun because I'm going to teach him how to make beats. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to drop some hot fire for your ears. You know that might be the that might be the break music for that, or that might be the break music for that episode. I might have to have <laughs> you make two. It'll be the break music for that episode. <laughs> yes, I'm about it. So yeah, um, follow us on all the things: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, obviously just look us up. Instagram and Twitter, we're PNTS underscore podcast. Um, I'm also going to start putting out more content under my own stuff. So if you follow my stuff as Boutique Paul, it's uh, on all the things. I think on all the things on BTQ Paul. I don't remember if I'm on Facebook, but I know Instagram and Twitter. I'm on those. And um, I don't think you're on Facebook as Boutique Paul. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that off the, off the top of my head. No, I, it, 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 the page is. I'm just I'm thinking about like the handle. Like if you did Facebook.com/slash, oh, okay. I don't know if that handle is BTQ Paul because it's like I'm not on his Facebook as much for this stuff. It's mostly it's like that's the extra platform because like I mean, Instagram has been the most interactive for me on mm-hmm. that as far as that is. So I mean, we get a little bit more for the podcast, but that's because like most of our like most of our friends follow it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know we are. Uh, we're still we passed 600 listens, which we explained in the bonus pod that already dropped before this episode will drop because this isn't going to be up for like a week and a half anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, got more fun things. We're definitely uh, we're reaching the end of our planned episodes. And now we got to come up with new ones because uh, we have several weeks that <laughs> got ruined because mm-hmm. of the coronavirus and possibly um, several more did get extended. I mean, you know, and yeah, I'm essential still. So. That's going to be fun. Or I, I'm back to being essential. You're not essential. You're nope. <laughs> not <yet>. home chilling. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. And as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. Peace.